This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great afternoon for talk radio, it's one of those days where there's just so much to address. Uh, we got to drill down on about 16 or 17 things just to prioritize. One such, of course, is an ongoing saga. We talk about uh, the issue of climate change, environmental plans. Andrew Shear came out with his and Trudeau has imposed a tax. There's resistance in this province and several others. And yet, you know, uh, it's been deemed by many, including Elizabeth May last week, the leader of the Greens was here, and she talked about this being uh, one of those existential crises. And uh, now Greg Malone, who is a Canadian comedy legend, you know him from Codco, uh, he's the son of the rock. He's decided he's going to run in Newfoundland on the green ticket, and he's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Greg, how you doing? John, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm good. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed because here you are. You're in Newfoundland. And, I mean, first yeah. of all, this, you know, the province that was built on a codfish. And then more recently, I guess, the oil resources off the Grand Banks. I'm wondering, you ever get into a dust-up with some of those workers coming back into St. John's? Or, you know, even from Fort Mac, St. John's out in Alberta there. Uh, because you guys must see things in a, a different way, let's say. Um. He, everyone sees things in a different way, I suppose. Uh, I, I think people are seeing things more and more the green way these days because, uh, you know, yeah, Fort Max uh, w- w- was a job for Newfoundlanders. It's unfortunate, really, that they had to go that far. Uh, but when you suck the resources out of one place, they have to go somewhere else. So, okay, Newfoundlanders went there for a job. But, you know, the, the, the tar sands and the oil industry generally is a boom and bust industry. It's not a sustainable, renewable thing. You're looking at how many barrels you got in the ground and that, that sort of thing and how you can how you can produce it, how you can get it out. That's that's these you know uh, these fossil industries are fossils. We that is not the future. We know it's not the future. So let's stop being so preoccupied with it. We know we're gonna need it for the next little while, or the next twenty years or whatever it's going to be, until mm. we can transition to something more balanced, more rational, right. more safe. But, All right, but uh, but in the here and now, Greg, you're uh, yeah. at least accepting that, you know, there's a point or a purpose to extracting it. I mean, Justin Trudeau famously said, you know, you'd be nuts if you had a hundred I'm paraphrasing now, but yeah. hundred and seventy three billion barrels in the ground and not extract it. Uh, is he wrong then? He's wrong. <laughs> Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do it. All right, what this about the pipeline now, Greg? I mean, we've got the pipeline. Uh, he's got this, you know, he's between a rock and a hard place, dare I say. Uh, he is. He is. He's got a very difficult job to do. But at some point, at some point, like, you know, we crossed a line in October the 8th, just the past October. We crossed a very serious line when the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and that's a bunch of stakeholders, a bunch of countries on that panel, they were forced to recognize and to, uh, you know, say and write that unless we can hold down the temperature that is soaring to 1.5 degrees Celsius greater than what it was before the Industrial Revolution, you know, if we, if we go up any more than that, if we keep pumping in, then, then we've lost human civilization. Whoa. And, I mean, they're, they're not speaking out of their hat. You know, Stephen Hawking said the same thing. He said we have two choices here. We have extinction or get out of here to another planet. He didn't think there was he, – he thought we had already ruined it. Him and a bunch of the best scientists in the world signed a whole declaration saying we have already ruined it. We, you know? All right. Well, so here, let me be clear then. You believe the science is settled. I believe that, uh, you know, 
There's a lot of people who stopped smoking tobacco before the Reynolds Tobacco Company finally were brought screaming to the table and said, yes, it causes cancer. All the tobacco companies knew it caused cancer, but those people are still alive. How much more evidence do we need before we, we realize that our very existence is at stake? Look at the health care costs in Canada. Do you know how much we spend, the annual budget, mm. of almost all the provinces in Canada? Do you know how much it is on health care? Mm. It's almost 50%. And what's the point? I mean, you're saying that... uh, What household can afford to go on at 50%? We we have, uh, we just have a, we have an epidemic uh of autism. You know how many children have autism now in in North America, the Uh, new stats in North America? One in six. But Greg, how does that relate to climate change? It's, 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 you know, we have been douse. It's the way we grow food. And it's what we use to grow the food that's causing a big problem. All of that... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for climate change, yes. But, you know, we have what we're doing to our children is what motivated me to get involved, and it's for climate change, and it's also for their... We, we're compromising their brains, and we're leaving them with a huge mess of a really complicated existential problem to fix. You Wait. know, so here I am, 70, I figure, well, am I going to leave it with them, or am I going to get in and try to fix it, show them that uh, some kind of way out of this mess before before we all step out the door. You know, my generation, we're ready to leave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's impossible. I, it, it can't be done. Greta Thunberg has shamed me into doing it, and, and, and Elizabeth has asked me, and, I, and I'm going to give it everything I've got, because if climate, if one thing doesn't get us, the other thing will. We're, we've been poisoning ourselves since World War II. We know that with, you know, nerve mm. gas on our food. Mm. The, 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 uh, the Nazis developed nerve gas, and... After the war, we started using it on our food. Now, we've been dumping it on our food for 70 years, and we've got sky-high rates of neurological disorders and asthmas. Uh, these things were unknown before World War II. Wow. Uh, Greg Malone is with us, by the way. You know him from Codco. He's a Canadian comedy legend, uh, deciding to run for the Greens in Newfoundland in the federal election October 21. You know, but your glass is half-empty kind of guy. On the other side of the equation, for example, Bjorn Lomborg, uh, he's written books, uh, you know, the academic, uh, the skeptical environmentalist. He he concedes there is global warming for sure, but he says, you know, we ought to see it in a different light. For example, in Canada, a Nordic nation, if, you know, uh, things warm up, we'll have more arable land to grow more food. Exponentially, we can feed the world. That would be seen as a positive. Perhaps that land would be arable. Perhaps it could be used right away. Perhaps not. I don't know what shape that land's going to be in. Long before that happens, the 18-wheelers with all of their produce are going to stop rolling up from, from Mexico and New Mexico and California with all that fruit and vegetables. Uh, you know, the, the, the food chain is poisoned, it's fragile, and it's very compromised. Anything causes it to go haywire. And uh, we, 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 we continue, uh, the, the agribusiness, agribusiness continues to ignore all of the big problems, the global warming, the water, the, the, you know, and, and the killing, actual killing. You know, we've killed most of the land with uh, pesticides, and that now the organic farmers are getting better yields than the ones using all of the Roundup and the pesticides and stuff. And not only that, but, like, they have better environmental laws in the States than we do. Like, you have to say on the label that something is genetically modified. We don't. We have very little choice here in Canada on so many levels. But, but Greg, I mean, have GMOs not also been salvation for a lot of people languishing in the developing world? 
Uh, I, I think that, no, you can't live on GMO. GMO food is not good for you. Uh, there are endless studies about rats dying on this. No, but, but it is food, and, you know, no. I mean, if you've got uh, more yield because, uh, you know, per acre and whatever else. But let me just, uh, I wanted well, to... And, the, what, what, what would be the problem then, John, in people knowing that uh, it was GMO and saying, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I, in the States, you have to put it on the label so people have the choice. All right, in so Europe, you prefer choice here. Banned. It's been banned in Europe. My hey. God, yes. Isn't this, don't we, shouldn't we have choices here? Hey, let me ask you about a big choice that's confronting us now in the run-up to the election. You running on the Green Party ticket, there might be a third way. Uh, but you had Andrew Scheer come out with his environmental plan, let's call it, yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not taxes, but tech, and incentivizing, subsidizing people to develop green energy, uh, green technologies, and even exporting, and trying to get, say, the Chinese off coal, and instead exporting our liquefied natural gas, and those kinds of... It, he sees it in a global context. He's willing to accept this is a global issue, rather than beggar our own economy here being worried about the domestic output, which is all well and good. In the broader context, uh, he's kind of a globalist, which is ironic because Justin positions himself as such. Who do you think has the better plan? Justin Trudeau's plan is carbon tax on all the provinces. You know, um, carbon tax has been time-tested and thumped and kicked by everyone, and it stands test of the best of solutions of what we can do now. Now, Mr. Shearer might like to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, Go ahead. But I don't think they're, I think they're disingenuous. I don't think they're sincere. I don't think they want any kind of environment plan, quite frankly. You want an environment plan? Here's the damn environment plan. That's what it looks like to me. You know, you know what, they're going to find polluters? Oh, that's, that's a circus. That's a merry-go-round, that is. You find polluters, they pay their fine, someone gets the kickback, and on they go. You know what I mean? Uh, it, you know, they just raise the price or cheapen the ingredients and, you know, pay for the fine. Well, what's the difference of carbon tax with the rebates? Why would that modify people's behaviors? Carbon tax uh, with rebates has, 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 a, has a tested record around the world. And, and you know... Well, Australia just got off theirs. Australia is not going in the right direction in so many ways. Mm. They are so backward in Australia about a lot of things, about immigration, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and about the environment generally. They're, they got their head in the sand, and, you know, I can't help that. But if you look at the standards in Europe, you know, they're much different. I think we should be holding ourselves to the highest standards. I think Canada has to be a leader. We're one of the chief polluters, us and the states, and, and our goals for climate reduction are weak, ineffective, and laughable compared even to American states that are doing more than we are, and, and of course, Europe and, and every other uh, enlightened jurisdiction on the planet. We are way behind here. All right. We, we, you know, I think we have to get serious and, and you know, think well, about what's the future going to be here for us. Well, I know I agree with you that Australia is backwards in certain regards. I know their toilets flush in the other direction. So, uh, oh, right but there th- you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll leave it on that note. I appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Uh, good luck with the Green Party ticket in Newfoundland uh, come October 21. Uh, we'll watch with interest, Greg. Always well, a pleasure. Thanks, John. I appreciate you talking to me today. All right. You behave. Uh, Bye-bye. Greg Malone, Canadian comedy legend from Codco and other projects. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.